0: Are we good? Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top rated sportsbook. Download today using the code PHNX and receive a free $200 bet deposit when you put down $1 or more on any NFL game. My name is Brittany Boyer. Joined with me, my co-host, Shane Diefenbach.
1: What is going on? And it's actually this week, it's not just one NFL game, it's one football game. So you can bet on college football, you can bet on the Sun Devils, whatever you want. Ooh. But yeah, we're good. We're well, feeling good. It's it's a little it's still a little warm. Um yeah, it is a okay. little bit warm.
0: But it's cold in the office. So you know I'm all wrapped up in a blanket up in here. <laughs>
1: freezing. It's so cold in here. We complained because it was so hot. And then they are like, oh, bet, watch this. And now it's just freezing all the time. Right,
0: it was really hot when we were getting everything set up in here before we announced our big launch and stuff. But uh, anyways, football, we were talking about the DraftKings app, putting $1 down on any game. If, you know, that ASU-BYU game coming up is gonna be an interesting game to bet on.
1: Yeah, the line on that uh, BYU-ASU game is a little surprising. It's only two and a half in favor of ASU. Uh, and just like the betting community, I don't think that BYU or even the Sun Devils really know who that BYU team is. Uh, so I think that's why that line is so uh, is so low. Uh, I was expecting it to be more probably like a six-point favorite for ASU. But w- we don't really know what team uh, the, the Sun Devils are going to see on, uh, on Saturday.
0: And I don't think that the Cougars really know what team they're going to see on Saturday either. I yeah. mean, BYU, talk about what they've done this year. Uh, Opening up against Arizona, that was a really messy game for them. But then they come in, they steamroll Utah. I don't want to say steamroll, but they definitely caught them off guard, knocked them on their heels early, and then made it so that Utah's rally was just too little too late. And ASU, on the other hand, has not really had to play anyone of that caliber yet. And so it's going to be incredibly important to make sure that they do not get a slow start like they had in the game last week against UNLV. You know, defensively, they just, especially in the first half, defensively, it was not a good look. Uh, And offense started to get things rolling there a little bit more in the second half as well. But I think defense really was the glaring factor, that slow start, because UNLV should not have been able to put up what they did against ASU in the first half yeah so I think it's really going to be a key thing but given the fact that I don't really think either team ASU is yet to establish their identity but I think they're at least a little bit closer to figuring out what they're going to do on the field this year than where BYU is that BYU has no idea who they are or what their motto is
1: yeah, but that makes them a little more dangerous to me. It really
0: does. And that's the crazy thing. It's not like they're bad. They just don't have anything in particular um I don't want to say in particular, but anything that they necessarily have set in stone um that seems to be working for them. They're kind of just all over the place with stuff. And, you know, it really would be nice to see BYU to actually make a name for themselves, have a solid year before joining the Big 12 next year. You know, and I mean, they want to join the Pac-12 so bad. The Pac-12 didn't want them to join. I think it's partially because of their views on a lot of things and their political stance, especially in comparison to having four California schools making up, um, you know, a third of the conference. So there's going to be a lot of political divisiveness there. So I think that that was part of their decision uh, in not bringing on BYU. But also I think part of why they didn't bring BYU on is because, I mean, I think – Partially, the pack is a little bit scared of competition. I know that sounds bad, but BYU is a threat in a lot of sports that they end up competing in.
1: Yeah, the 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 that's kind of been the the theory for the Pac-12 for a while across all sports is they want to be, they're like a little kid, you know, they want to be considered one of the big dudes. They want to be considered a heavy hitter. They want to be considered the SEC when it comes to football or, you know, the ACC or mm-hmm. uh, these other teams uh, in basketball or these other conferences rather, but they've just never been able to take that next step. I mean, Oregon is the only one that's pushed into the, to the uh, final four in that playoff in the, uh, the college football playoff in the last couple of years. And other than that, we don't see a lot of representation and it's, and it's, kind of shown across the national media landscape it's kind yeah. of it's it, 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 it it's hard to say that we we're not we're getting we're not getting what we deserve but we are truly we are it, it's
0: really been too, and uh, the downfall of usc around 2006 was a huge factor as well in i feel the overall downfall of the pack yeah because who is your i don't i don't want to say like your flagship team, but the team everyone thinks about on the West coast primarily is USC. And it's because it's the big money school. They, it's the name, it's the school to go to on the West coast, you know? So when USC who was primarily good at football for all of these years and had a history of success started to struggle, I think people started taking the PAC 12 less seriously. And so, you know, I get that, but they have, it, it hurts them in the long run because ASU is in the same boat with some of these other teams that could be really good. They just, in my opinion, I don't think they see enough um, challenges or things up against them where they have to be disciplined enough. They have to get this done. Um, they need to do certain things. Um, there's a lot. Yeah, the
1: you know? the, the thing that, uh, the, the one of the big hurdles that we kind of, or that they kind of put over themselves uh, when it comes to, pack and the and asu asu didn't do it this year but is they a lot of the times when these pac 12 teams don't get credit they feel like they have to schedule these hard games like you see oregon having to go in and beat ohio state just to be you know considered a top 10 top 5 team and um the devils didn't do that this year with you know uh uh, unlv uh and
0: uh Uh, southern utah southern utah
1: thank you um but A lot of the time, these uh, Pac-12 schools that aren't considered to be a top 25 or even just a contender to be in the top 25, they feel like they have to prove themselves at the start of the year. And that can sometimes be the pitfall of the organization before the season really even gets underway. Uh, And so I feel like the Pac-12 not being in the conversation for a national championship kind of causes this um, divide uh, to not be included. So they have to... They feel like they have to beat somebody to feel included.
0: I get that too. And I mean, you look at what Oregon does a lot. Like who did they play to? I believe it was two years ago to open up their season. They played Auburn and they ended up losing. And a lot of people were talking about that loss and how, you know, it's an Oregon team, whatever. And honestly, I kind of expected Oregon to go and do the same thing mm-hmm. against Ohio State, but they clearly did not. Oregon looked like a completely different team than they did against Fresno State. And, um, you know, the consistency is 100% what lacks in the Pac-12. There is no consistency. And I think that's something that I would like to see the most um, in terms of things that they improve on in the future overall because long-term, I think it hurts the teams, uh, and then they have to go up and face a not – well, it's still a – like, BYU is not a Power 5 school, obviously, yet, but – they're still a big school. Yeah, they're still a threat.
1: They're almost considered as a power five school. When it comes to football this year, though, the pack is weird to say the least. They they had a strong showing in that preseason AP pool. And even the teams that weren't ranked, some of them were considered to maybe make some noise. But... Now you get losses like Washington and you get losses like USC, which is Pac-12 on Pac-12 crime. Yeah, And I think that's where a lot of the the teams lose their rankings is when it comes to conference play, especially in the Pac-12 South this year. There's going to be a lot of uh, conference uh, rivalry that causes – or conference losses in these rivalry games that cause – Teams to slip in the power rankings. What like we did the 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 Sun Devils? They did this to ASU or uh, Oregon a couple of years ago when Oregon was ranked. I think twenty
0: nineteen.
1: Yeah, was it six? They were ranked.
0: Yeah, they came. Oregon came to Tempe to play, and ASU ended up upsetting them. I believe the final score was like twenty eight to twenty. Thirty-one twenty-eight. Thirty-one twenty-eight was or,
1: final score. It was thirty-one twenty-eight or thirty-one twenty-nine. But was that the game that ended on that snap that the, the 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 Oregon player put down and then the clock ran out, or was that a different game?
0: I think that was a different game.
1: Okay. Nevertheless, the that is exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, to kind of a lesser point this year or that year, but AC wasn't ranked that year, so no, that no, it was a huge upset. Yeah, Oregon slid so far, and they're. They're uh th- they were in conversation to be that fourth team in the in the uh the playoff. Mm-hmm. So if, if that happens this year, if 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 an Oregon team is still undefeated going into the last couple weeks of conference play, you know we could see another team like ASU, like Stanford, like Utah, upset an an Oregon team or uh, someone of that like. And push them out of the playoff effectively.
0: And you know the thing is with Oregon is you also have to look at who their schedule is versus. I mean the thing is with the Pac-12 North it is so weak this year. I know that Washington State beat Portland State mm-hmm. over the weekend, that and Cal mean. actually I believe beat PCU. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, overall the Pac-12 North is not strong. Washington is not going to be good this year. Um, Stanford had that upset win over USC, and I think Cal, that they Cal have potential. Okay, um, but still, the Pac-12 North is way weaker than the Pac-12 South. So, in my mind, ASU has been the uh, thorn in the duck side, so to speak, for the last couple years, you know, really just ending things for them. Or giving them However, tests. they don't play ASU this yep. year. So, my question is, looking at their schedule moving ahead, their next game, which is a non-conference game, is against Stony Brook. Then they open up Pac-12 play against Arizona at home. Hmm. Then they're on the road at Stanford. Home versus Cal.
1: Win, 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 win.
0: Away versus UCLA.
1: That'll be a test.
0: That's going to be a test for them. Then they're home versus Oregon. Away versus Washington. Home versus Washington State. Away versus Utah. And home versus Oregon State. So realistically, I feel like they have two tests. Colorado could prove to be a test later on. Uh... I, you know, but I realistically think Utah is going to be more of a threat than Colorado uh, at this point, at least. Even though BYU beat Utah and Colorado, just took a and m to the end. I still think that Utah is going to be more of a threat for them. So, you know, realistically looking at this Oregon schedule, they could get away going like eleven and one this season and making it to the Pac twelve championship. But then, whatever team they face in the South, let's say for example they end up facing UCLA again and UCLA got them the first time, like, UCLA also could get him the second time. Who knows? It could be ASU that gets them in the Pac-12 championship, and they wouldn't know what to expect because they haven't seen them. Yeah. So but- it works for them, but it also works against them. The fact that they try to pad it so much, and it's almost so lopsided that when a different sure. team upsets them, I almost feel like it's even worse than if they just didn't have any team up there in the top four, top six to be discussed, rather than having – Oregon rank who no, I don't know number five for example yeah and then getting upset by uh USC in the Pac-12 championship after they fired Clay Helton in the middle yeah. of the year fans are pissed off and you have Williams as your interim head coach yeah. and your the whole fan base still wants to light LA on fire
1: yeah the I think Oregon's uh if they're still undefeated at this point I think Utah is going to give them the biggest test because you saw Oregon's success on the ground um in that game against Ohio State and oh, that's yeah, that's, that's really that's really what won them the game I'd say. And Utah is built as a run stopper. They've got a great front seven. They always have a tough, gritty defense and they're just kind of that annoying team that is either somehow ranked or almost ranked in the pack. It's Utah, for the love of God. I know they've, they're they a great school in terms of football, but it's Utah. It's just weird to me. I mean, it's a great coaching staff over there, but it's Utah.
0: I know. I know. I feel that completely. But, you know, it's one of those things I think – Utah, the, the South is almost anyone's for grabs right for now. For sure. Except for, I would say, ASU and UCLA are in the best positions to take them.
1: If I'm not for grabs for U of A, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Anyway, let's hop off of football. I feel like we've been talking so we have. much football we talked, on this befo- One last
0: departing thought, though, Go before we do Go leave. We will be seeing Elijah Badger coming into the game mm-hmm. this weekend against BYU. So that's going to be an watch exciting out for. thing.
1: You know what else is something to watch out for? Uh The DraftKings Sportsbook in Arizona, it's finally here, America's top-rated sportsbook. The app is live uh, with mobile sports betting just in time for football. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $1 on any football game this week. That's right, any football game. Bet on the Devils. Why not? Uh, And you will receive $200 in free bets instantly. DraftKings is giving all customers who sign up now a shot to double their money if Arizona, that's the Cardinals, or Minnesota uh, scores just one point during Sunday's football game. I'd say that is a lot considering what uh, the Cardinals were able to do to Tennessee over the weekend. Uh, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code PHNX to receive $200 in free bets when you place just a $1 bet on any football game this week. That's promo code PHNX to get your $200 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only for free bet promotion. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required eligibility restrictions apply max $50 wager for a no-brainer offer one per customer see draftkings.com sportsbook for details all righty let's talk volleyball then
0: asu volleyball is actually having a great start to the year right now six and three currently i don't know if you remember but in the past asu volleyball has historically struggled and you know what it is nice to finally see them out there competing you know six and three one of those losses came to Lowell which I hate saying that word because I she feel like my, tongue, my my tongue's too big for my mouth. I don't like that. That I don't know. It's a hard – I can't say that word. I don't even like <laughs> it. you wouldn't think I could speak English sometimes. Anyways, number 13, Louisville. Uh, they took them five sets. It ended up being a 3-2 game that they won. But, you know, that showed a huge sign of improvement, their ability to fight, the grit, the determination. Um, That was a huge stepping stone. Now, they also ended up losing to number four, Nebraska – That one was a sweep. They lost three nothing, but you know what? Still, it's a top ranked team. That is an opportunity to go in and keep learning when you're already on that upswing and improving. I think you keep building off of the things that you learn in the season. And one of those things, it's some, there's some things you learn in games like that that you can't replicate in a practice. So, you know, it's, definitely a learning experience and something that they can take with them moving forward in this season. And the girls that are on the team now can help the younger girls who end up coming in, in terms of making that transition by relaying some of this information to them. So something that you like to see. Yeah,
1: Whenever you win a tournament that could also be considered a really good meal at a diner, i.e. the uh, lumberjack classic, Ooh. Uh, you know, that's a big deal. Claire Jeter named the MVP of that tournament. They swept three and uh, just a team to look out for. If you're not following other ASU sports, I strongly consider you give ASU Volleyball a watch. You know what else I'd watch? I'd watch some ASU women's soccer.
0: Oh, yes. Because you know what? They actually are on an upswing too. And uh-huh. soccer... I feel is very deeply embedded in the culture of Arizona, Shane. I don't know if you would agree with me on that one, but you know, with the Hispanic heritage, it's something that's very deep into their culture. And, you know, I think it's something that even without a professional soccer team, Mm -hmm. you would think we would produce more soccer players than we would, or that we do, and that our soccer team would be a little bit better than it is. But ASU's soccer team is finally on an upswing. Right now, they are 7-1, and coming in off of an upset over Texas Tech only loss was to LSU this season. That, to me, that is huge. That's a huge amount of improvement from past seasons where they've been. Quiet. And, yeah. They've been quiet. They really didn't even get a full offseason because yeah. part of their season ended up getting played in the spring. Their closing game uh, against, I think their last game was against U of A before going to the Pac-12, or I think it was a Pac-12 tournament that they went to after that. Mm-hmm. Um, And that was in April. Yeah. So, I mean, you think about it, that really is kind of a short turnaround in terms of rest, recovery, and then getting back out there to really prep for everything because normally sports have that extra season and they didn't have that this year. Yeah, so, well,
1: well, let me backtrack to what you are talking about, the culture. You you do feel like that the culture surrounding soccer in, and uh, fandom of soccer in Arizona would be bigger. And the Los Banditos would tell you differently if you said no. So I completely agree. I think it is pretty big uh i don't know if you've ever been to the one of those rising games down there
0: i have not but they, you know what i know a lot of phoenix rising fans and they have reached out to me actually about why we don't have a phoenix rising podcast at the phnx and so uh, keep on smashing that like button Yeah,
1: keep on smashing that like button and Shooting go us over some to some requests maybe yeah, we'll get
0: you something for that go but. over
1: to gophnx.com if you want to help support us and get some great exclusive content today is actually the last day Um, To get free content before you have to pay, so you know I would I would definitely recommend getting that membership. Uh, If you get an annual membership, you get a free T-shirt, and if not, you can get your first month for just fifty cents. Um, Go check out those T-shirts on phnxlocker.com. By the way, they are sweet. They are so nice. Big fan of that Suns one. The Coyotes one is selling so fast. So get some before we have to back order. Um, here at phnx it's way more fun to be a sports fan of the valley and there's no better way of doing that be- than becoming a member at gophnx.com. Um, you get access to our members only discord where you get away from the bs on social media and just talk sports with your fellow, fellow phnx members so head over to go P-H-N-X, get that exclusive content get that members only discord and get you a free t-shirt man it's some good stuff
0: you get away from the bs on social media and you get over to the bs on discord that's mostly me talking about random stuff
1: <laughs> the bs the the britney shit yeah. <laughs> um so back to back to asu soccer uh the uh the culture
0: yeah the culture of it is it's changing mm-hmm. um and the thing is with soccer culture is that when they have a following they have such a strong loyal they're following. passionate man and so i know that the 942 crew has actually been growing in size in terms of the, the number of kids that have been going out to the games or at least it was towards the end of last year when they were starting to allow kids to come back into the games, you know, that was actually a very monumental moment that end of the season game last year against U of A, despite the fact that they fell zero to nothing or zero to two um, was just having fans being back in there and being surrounded by other people. So, you know, I think that they can feel that there's some momentum growing behind them. People haven't had a chance to watch them for a minute, look at them, what they're doing now. Uh, they're getting better, and you know what? They would love the support, and they're not boring to watch. They are exciting. Those girls are fast. They are not scared of anything. And college soccer is
1: electric. They're fierce, man. I, I like I like being at those games. They're fun. Yeah. You know what else I uh I like being at uh Desert Financial. I uh I I miss the basketball season, man.
0: Well, ASU got a new commit from a four-star player last week, so you know the bank's gonna be pretty lit hopefully again soon last year it was a little bit sad not having any fans there and the year before how things just ended you know Mm -hmm. asu was riding such a high going into that pac 12 tournament you know everything was set for them to tip off with their first game on that thursday and everything got completely shut down and i say their first game on that thursday because they actually didn't have to play on Wednesday and had a bye. Yep. So, you know, while everyone else was getting their first game out of the way and with while ASU thought it was a blessing at the time, it almost might have been a curse because they could have got one last game together as a full unit and as a team before the departures of some of them. But I'm sure that they liked how it ended up going out anyways, being one of the top teams with a bye. But it would be nice to see ASU regroup this year. I've heard a couple different theories as to what the issues were last year. So my hope is that ASU is able to put a competitive product out on the floor and, you know, they just bring some excitement back.
1: Yeah. Here's my theory. COVID-19 ruined the Sun Devils. The, they, they, they played really well uh, against uh, in that first game and, and then against Villanova, Josh Christopher, which would end up being his best game of the year, had a great game. Uh, and then you know everything just got derailed. That was that was right before um, everything just got crazy. And the the Devils just they couldn't practice. They didn't have consistent games. A lot of them got canceled or moved. And the whole everything just got kind of thrown off. And there was just a lot of moving factors that made this Sun Devils team not really be able to gel and get their chemistry right. But yeah, the four star recruit in Austin Nunez. Um, it's good to have another point guard to be our guy
0: and you know remy martin even had the energy for most of his career you know i really just want to argue that his last year wasn't his best year now granted i know i believe he actually got covid i know he had his grandmother pass away i know he had a bunch of other things going on outside of the fact that the entire world is also falling apart at the same time and basketball practices like it's, it almost reminds me of like the way athletes felt is like what you would compare to like a little kid when you tell them like, Hey, you maybe can have something. And then they're like, can we have it? Like, and then they yeah. wait and they're waiting and they're waiting and they're waiting. And it's like the most ruling amount of time to wait, anticipating to find out what's going to happen. You know, if you don't know if this game's going to happen or not, or what's hap- if you're out of COVID protocol. So Yes, I understand that Remy Martin had some other things going on last year, but he just
1: yeah, you didn't could, have the energy. You could tell at the end of the season that everything was kind of done. You could tell that he didn't really almost want to be there anymore. And yeah, and it was sad to see a guy like him uh, kind of disconnect himself from the program because it was so exciting when you found out that he was going to come back and all this stuff. But yeah, you could just really see that it, it was nothing was really truly what it seemed in that locker room. And coming into this next year with Kamani Lawrence coming back, it's going to have good to have some veteran leadership on this team. Um, and I'm, I, I know, Brittany, that you actually uh, are, um, are a Bobby Hurley denier. I
0: don't want to necessarily say I am a Bobby Hurley denier. <laughs> so I think that Bobby Hurley has got to perform this year for his job to be secure without question. I think if they really have an issue performing in jelly this year, then <laughs> there's no reason that you don't really bring him in and actually question like, Hey dude, what's going on with your program? Why are you not, what is happening? You were on this upward tra- trajectory and then all of a sudden now you're not producing. And on top of that, the upward trajectory that ASU was on
1: kind of plateaued.
0: It did kind of plateau. And I don't
1: know. The, well, the thing was, everyone was good. I, I, just to be clear, I am such a Bobby Hurley fan, and I think I think what he's doing to the program is great. And I, I love th- Bobby yeah. Hurley as and a person. I, yeah.
0: He's a guy from Jersey, yeah, and I yeah. feel like he reminds me a lot of a lot of people that I, I know. And I
1: also think the culture around the program and what he's done with uh, uh, the relationship with his players is fantastic. You saw on Twitter the other day, uh, Josh Christopher and Lou Dort coming in just to see him again. But – with the plateauing uh, everyone was so excited they're saying oh look at look at what Bobby's Hurley Bobby Hurley's doing to the ASU program he's getting him back to the NCAA tournament but is he really getting us back to the NCAA tournament if we have to play a play game or if we're if, if we barely squeak in and don't win the Pac-12 tournament is that really what we want I mean a, a, as a as a team that prides herself on being one of the best teams in the Pac-12 in terms of basketball we shouldn't have to play a play game into the NCAA tournament and we saw a couple years ago that crushing loss against Syracuse with I think it was Ty's battle.
0: Yeah, uh, that was really the tragic. one with the iconic GIF. Yeah. GIF, yeah. whatever you want to yeah. say, because we talked about this peanut yeah. butter thing, uh, <laughs> where they're all like laying on the floor under the bench. Yeah, yeah that was I remember that game. Um,
1: I think that one was against Texas when they were all laying on the floor. That was a, that was, was it? Yeah. yeah,
0: they've had a couple. They've had a couple
1: really bad losses. But I
0: mean, I get what you're saying. I think that if the I think if Bobby Hurley does not produce this year, then his position should be questioned. I'm not saying so. you're saying be, this is
1: the question before the question.
0: Yeah, pretty okay, much. Okay,
1: I agree with that. I like, do agree with that. This is
0: leading up to,
1: I think he's been unlucky, but I agree with that. I
0: think this is going to be the season that decides whether he gets put on the hot seat or not.
1: I completely agree with and that. And
0: That's not me saying he's on the hot seat. I personally feel like, I would have liked to see him develop more players mm-hmm. in terms of what they're able to do and how far their basketball abilities go. I feel like a lot of times players, when they're here, sometimes regress in certain aspects or areas. Um, they show progress and then they end up going back to what they were doing and it's not working as well. Uh, I don't really know what the vibe is. I don't know if it's a Bobby Hurley issue. I don't know if it's an issue with his assistant coaching staff, but. That's something that I think is a crucial aspect in terms of where he's at and if they decide to keep him or not and also going forward along with what he's able to do in terms of winning this year.
1: You know what I'm able to do? I don't Uh, know. Eat food really fast.
0: I sometimes am and sometimes not.
1: (laughs) I've, it, yeah i guess it depends on what actually no it, it doesn't really ever depend for me i i kind of just scarf I've, i i hate people that say oh you eat so fast well the food is good food tastes um, good sorry i can
0: eat pizza super fast like i can oh. eat pizza faster than anybody's i can probably eat four pieces of pizza in like three minutes
1: what's your favorite style of pizza
0: new york hands down, the best, with cornmeal on the bottom. Cornmeal makes yeah. it, oh, uh, it yeah, is the yeah. best with cornmeal. If,
1: if there's no cornmeal on the bottom of a pizza. So
0: I, many uh, places here don't do it, yeah, and cor- it makes me so annoyed. Cornmeal
1: tastes so good. Mine is uh, mine's Detroit. I don't know if you've ever had it before. I've never had It's just pizza. like Chicago, which my mom loves. Uh, uh
0: Yeah, your mom does love Chicago. Yeah. She always will, like, take a stand on this on Twitter, and, like, oh, yeah, it's the she's willing to die she, on.
1: She plants her feet in the ground hard. Yeah. But, yeah, Chicago or uh, Detroit is just like Chicago, but it's a little bit thinner, and it's crispier. It's, mm-hmm.
0: mm, I might have to try it. It's to try it's it really i don't good. know chicago style pizza just reminds me of pizza hut it's all big and doughy and greasy and it's yeah, just like a on a plate i
1: didn't used to like it but my mom started getting me. <laughs> she just she just got me into it i'm hooked it's really good it's not healthy but it's What's really your good.
0: favorite place to get pizza from
1: luminaldi's luminaldi's well, if i'm going deep it's luminaldi's for sure a meaty pizza yeah yeah i saw you posted that on yeah twitter i gave later. them a shout
0: out on friday on yeah. twitter they're my favorite yeah
1: if you're, if you're in, in the, what is it Tempe? Between
0: yeah, it's in ten off of some what's after Southern? Uh,
1: Guadalupe, base, right? Baseline.
0: The next one after Southern. Yeah, like Guadalupe baseline. probably. Yeah, Guadalupe yeah. and Alma School then is okay. where it's at. Guadalupe yeah. and Alma School. Go, go,
1: go hit it up. Go hit it up. Uh anything else to add before we wrap it up, right I don't
0: think so.
1: All right. Wait,
0: Dobson and Guadalupe.
1: Dobson and Guadalupe. I don't know.
0: Something like that. Somewhere in that area. Go
1: get yourself some pizza. I'm getting hungry.
0: Just Google it. Amici Pizza. It's the best.
1: We'll wrap this up. Make sure to go uh, to our website at gophnx.com. Subscribe. Get yourself some nice merch if you get a year membership, and if not, get that fifty cent one month first or fifty cent first free month. Get some good content. Today's the last day; it's free, so get it while it's hot, guys. It's been a pleasure. Uh, come to see our live show tomorrow at mm-hmm. three thirty. Um, and yeah, peace.
0: See you later.